0: Hello, is this working? Is this working, Pete?
1: Thumbs up from Pete Kenyuk on the Isle of Man. The signs are good because we have had a technical um, impediment to this uh, Mm -hmm. recording, which has come a little bit too late, but the signs are good. From Pete Kenyuk, who's sitting in his um, now familiar recording studio area of his mansion on the Isle of Man, but this time you're wearing a thick padded jacket, a hoodie, at least two layers Mm -hmm. under that, Mm -hmm. and a, a beanie hat, because you, Pete, like most of the population... Of these northern climes, Pete, you are obviously not turning your central heating on yet.
2: <laughs> no, no. It, well, and then we've got so many more months ahead as well, so we're being quite stingy with the heating. Yeah. Um But I have just been doing a few fireworks with the kids. Have you? Um, so that's why I'm dressed like this. But it's it's it. Yeah, the house is pretty cold. Oh yeah, it's Guy <laughs>
0: Fawkes Night. It's the fifth of November. It is, it's mm-hmm. it's oh. banging outside my house, David. Is yeah, it? Yeah, it's I forget about that. Living in yet. Spain. Where yeah, no Ben Swift's birthday as well, oh, is it? Oh, Swiftie! Yeah, Sandy how old is he? Swift
2: always used to say he would come out. He came out of a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, should
1: we guess? Let's have a guess. Should we guess how old Ben Swift is without 30, checking? Thirty. 30 I'm thirty-five. 30 th- I, oh, really? That old?
2: I go thirty-three. 30 f- he is thirty-five. I'm thirty-three. He th- yeah, he's thirty-five. This oh my god! Is, I got it. He's thirty-five. Yeah, yeah nice. Ben Swift yeah. just. Ben
1: Swift. Is he? Is he racing next year, Pete? Is he still, is he carrying on?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair play. Still with yeah. yeah.
1: I yeah. found out, I found out on, th- while I was on stage during the question and answer session the other day on the tour, because I'm still on this endless mm. tour, I found <laughs> out the other day that Eddie Dunbar is moving and I had no idea. Oh. I had no absolutely who's no, no idea. No who's, like, who's, who's, who's Eddie you're Dunbar? <laughs> oh come on David. <laughs> you know. Eddie but that's got, the yeah. brutality yeah. of it, isn't it?
0: Cuz yeah, he was yeah. coming up so quick. He was so on the tare kind of trajectory and all these different things. It's the new no, no, no. No. He wasn't No.
2: That's come on. No. When he was a
1: teenager, there was some big stuff said about Eddie, wasn't there? Really big stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah but he really yeah. was like a jockey, like an Irish jockey. So the Completely. Adam Partridge sketch yeah he's at the race course in the rain yeah
2: (laughs) just gets the bit between his teeth and just when do you when
0: do you you get to race with the adults yeah uh anyway (laughs) you love partridge don't you You i love love it it's like my happy place every day i'll just go on just get just a little partridge hit just to kind of just keep me sane through the insanity of it all but um (laughs) ned how many shows you done now 22
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the other day i realized i was on stage in horsham and uh big venue that brilliant night we had a brilliant night about 500 people there. It, was, it was a sellout and um and uh i suddenly realized it was stage 21 so i Jeez. so I, the whole oh, thing nice. was ceremonial the grand tour yeah exactly so the stage 21 so i just didn't really i couldn't really be bothered i just swanned around with a champagne glass in the first half for a bit and <laughs> did some like fake attacks and then the second half, yeah. I just kind of like, I just did eight circuits of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> that that. But yeah, yeah. last <laughs> night, last night was 20, last night was stage 22. Unprecedented territory, yeah. unprecedented oh, territory. What stage 22 look like? Know. Well, nah. it, exactly. Nah. turns out it looks like Leamington Spa. So stage 20, stage 23, I'm at the beautiful theatre um, tomorrow nights, in the, the Lowry Theatre in Salford, which again is sold out and it's some... Um, that, it's just I'm, I'm really, really loving it. The show. We were just talking. We were just cr- talking about
0: this while Pete was uh, off trying to figure out. I, I, I had a, I had a battery issue. Pete had a memory card. So we haven't done this in a few <laughs> a few weeks because we mm. we've all been busy. Um, and this is just for the love of it. This podcast still, although not for much longer. Hopefully, we'll see about well, that. Yeah, that well. a, that's some things we won't bring up yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, you were saying how. Uh, it's starting to get to the points where you're selling out theaters is isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean... It's, it, it, you with your one-man show. Gained- I, th- I mean, you know, it's gained, it's gained momentum in the sense that so, so at the beginning of the tour, some were better than others, you know, and mm. you know, I, and I completely get this. These times are really hard, you know, and I'm asking people to pay 25, 26, 27, 28 quid to come and see stuff. And if you, there's a couple of you, a couple coming, you know, you've got to maybe get a babysitter, a taxi, have a, maybe a meal out. That's all of a sudden you've spent 100 quid without blinking, if not more, and people haven't got that 100 quid to spend. So there were a few venues that were a little bit patchy at the beginning, but I think kind of what, so, what I'm blown away by and what makes me so grateful to the public that we all know, yeah, and, and a lot of the listen, a lot of the people who are coming to see the show are listening to this podcast now. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, I am massively grateful, and that sense of gratitude I think is shared amongst all the audience who all realise that they've made a bit of sacrifices to come to see the shows, and they are. It's gained a huge amount of momentum. It's selling out now. It's sold out to the end of the show, pretty much with one exception. And um, at the end of the run. And so we go into these evenings with a really good vibe of like, well, come on, we've all invested in this. We've all gone the extra mile. Ned has hopefully created something worth watching, you know, and it's taken a bit of effort. Let's actually just kick back and really enjoy it. And it's in that spirit that we're having these evenings. And it's just, um, but the nuts thing is, guys, that will thrill you is that, I encourage people during the interval to place questions in a hat. And I do genuinely read out every single question. Yeah, I don't always answer them necessarily because some of them I I can't answer. Second half, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, that's just towards the (laughs) end of the second, last last 10 or 15 minutes of the show. And I rattle through them like that. Loads of them are about you 2 Loads of them are about Lizzie. But loads of them are about in-jokes from the podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. (laughs) I've had loads of requests... To do the roast chicken story.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's a Monty Python classic. But, and then That's people, a classic, yeah. and I
1: sent it to the WhatsApp group the other day. People send special little notes mm. backstage that aren't necessarily to be read out on stage. I've had a, I've had a number of them expressing like gratitude
0: yeah, for, w- for
1: what we do on the podcast. And I'm, I want people to know, and I'm sure you'd chime in with this, that when we get messages like that and we get lots of them, it's staggeringly, I find it very moving. I mm. find it really moving and I'm really grateful.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Pete and I, cause I mean, we're obviously disconnected. That's why we do it remotely as we do. But you being still on the road doing these things and you will send occasionally cause you're as empathetic as you are and lovely as you are Ned, you you only do things when it's considered and you'll occasionally put on our group a picture of a note somebody's written and send it to Pete and I and say, "Look at this," and you won't even comment on it, and we'll get this lovely kind of somebody thanking us for the podcast. And yeah, it, it, it's it's touching. And yeah, mm. thank you to those people who do it, and, and yeah. thanks, Ned, for actually kind of yeah reading it and sending it to us because Pete mm. and I are just trying to keep our head above water, kind of. Now <laughs> <Literally. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. I was in I was in um, London
2: on Tuesday. Doing a certain Netflix documentary. Oh yeah! And, um, mm. It got well. Anyway, I was traveling home Wednesday, and my flight got cancelled because there was a hundred hundred kilometer winds on the man, Basically, so and the planes are so small that it's impossible, literally impossible to land. There was one brave pilot from Liverpool who attempted it, <laughs> and then just had to fly back. Basically, but, um, brave. Long, long long story short, I I opted because my friend Tom my best one of my best friends Tom Doyle was on a work um, trip in Birmingham so I looked at the flights and what was going on the next day and I was like right I could fly back from London City the following morning at 8 a.m. but I was like Tom's in Birmingham don't see him that often jumped on a two-hour bus to Birmingham what's the worst that could happen oh you don't even want to know but anyway we won't get into that but anyway long story short his dad (laughs) Mike Doyle did the milk race did all the Kellogg's uh crit series um Mike Doyle took me to his dad took me to the tour of Wales as like the Isle of Man team like manager at the time and um Tom listened to the podcast and he showed his dad doesn't really listen to that many podcasts, but he mm. showed him the jockey interview oh, nice. and he oh, was yeah. like best mate of Steve Jockin and he absolutely yeah. loved it, and I just thought that that that's another little yeah you know podcast moment that I thought, oh yeah. wow like. My mate, who's just my mate, with nothing yeah. to do with cycling. Yeah, and um, I was like, "Oh,
0: that's for those that's for those keen listeners." The 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 jockey interview was the Isle of Man, uh, bastion of cycling, and the sheep story. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll kind of leave it there, and you'd have to go back into our archive to find it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's during the tour of Britain, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah, we bumped it was, into jockeys. The first tour, yeah. second one, yeah. Yeah. But anyway what else, well, so
1: Pete. Yeah. yeah, you're back from you're obviously back from um, uh, Turkey, Pete. What was how was Turkey? Italia. Yeah. We got we got yeah, we, we got uh, we got a brand yeah. connection
0: now yet? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean Turkey. Oh did you go did you go to To Termesos. You did go to Termesos.
2: Did I t- tell did I tell you the pirate ship story?
0: No. no. <laughs> need to oh, the so like ship we stuff. can't I
2: mean I've got like we've got <laughs> I love four it kids, me and Lauren. We can't like you know, <laughs> going on a two-hour taxi or whatever it is to us, to, to go and see the sights is is not going to happen. No, fair enough. Family holiday when all the kids want to do is jump in the pool. So anyway, <laughs> mum's sixtieth. My dad was there, my brother, my sister, and basically that many Kenyaks should never get together ever, never, <laughs> um, never. But but we did for this one one time for my mum's sixtieth. And my dad and mum wanted to do something different to just sit around the pool. So they they you know the people in the hotel. Uh, this is what we they're offering like these different packages or days out. And my dad came across this pirate ship that visited like waterfalls, different islands, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was wait, like, wait, sorry,
1: question, question. What, what do you mean pirate ship? Was it like a um, real ship or was it dressed up? To well, it like, or was it I'm like a real
0: part? Pi- what do you mean? So, I'm going to get into this. I, can't, bit, I right. can't wait. There was the option so, of the two hour taxi drive to one of the wonders of the world. <laughs> yeah. Or, or a pirate ship. <laughs> a Pirate <laughs> it, ship. Uh,
2: four kids. All right. go on, go on. Sorry, right. so interrupt I that. look at I look at Lauren and I'm like, I'm oh, just gonna have to commit. Let's just I, like I just wanted to do something for my mum and dad. Like we're, we're here for my mum's 60th. So let's do it. Get in a taxi at half nine arrive at the ship at ten. Run the ship by five past ten. It's like a ship that has just sailed out of Magaluf. <laughs> like oh. carpeted roof, like free <laughs> <laughs> free decks. We get on. We've got Alba, who's one. Um, Emerson's 5, Axel's 7, Grayson's 12, Tim, who's 30, who acts more immaturely than any of them put together. Yeah. And we sit down, and um, we're like, okay, we're on the ship. So we go up to the second deck. Um, By the way, there's people already opposite us. There's like families of kids, and their dads are just like literally monged out on the on the chair, like hungover, like sleeping off the last night. Go up on the second deck, there's other families like smoking seashells, the kids are just running everywhere. And then there's a the third deck, and I was like, oh my god. And I was like, no, it's okay, we're doing this for Jackie, like we're gonna, we'll be fine, let's just have a fun, let's just make the most of it, even though it was really bad. A um, uh, milkshake was 20 euros, or like <laughs> it. So uh, I like, know, uh, right, bite the bullet. And then, okay, we're just setting off as we're going out, literally out to sea, and the captain, comes over the microphone with the itinerary for the day. (laughs) So, guys, we're just setting off, blah, 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 blah. Um, It's 10 o'clock now, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, at um, 11.30, there's going to be a phone party. (laughs) (laughs) Bear in mind, like... Alba's one and I can't let her like she's already trying to escape everywhere and we're on a ship in the middle of the sea then he's like then we'll go to this place and we'll stop to this waterfall two o'clock there's going to be a disco and then around 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 half four five we'll we'll get back to where we, we left basically and I, I looked at watch and I was like it's ten o'clock quarter past ten wow and I already want to get off <laughs> it's disgusting you've on the pirate ship for
1: seven hours and we're all looking
2: at each other, and it's like, what the heck are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I, I looked at Lauren, and I took one look at it, and I thought, I'm, I'm just going to have to do it. Like, I'm literally going to have to be the person who sorts this out. So I went up to the second deck where the captain was, and he had three of his mates all in their shorts with no tops on, a girl driving the pirate ship, literally wearing nothing, like, the tiniest bikini ever. And I'm, like, thinking, oh, my bloody God. And I look at the, the, the captain... And I say, I want, like, I was like, I want to get off the ship. And I was like, surely, you know, if you need to get off the ship, you must have a way to do it. Because people, it must happen. So I was like, I want to get off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, at, like, at this point, I was in, like, proper, like, DS mode, you know, like, I'm going to get this sorted. So I was like, I want to get off the ship. He looks at me and go, why, why you want to get off the ship? And I was like, I don't, I don't like it. It's not okay. Like, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> i'm here with my four kids and my family and i don't feel comfortable and he goes where do you want to get off and i said anywhere just get me off the ship just land so he goes land just just get me off it so so he goes okay give me 10 minutes and he comes to the so in 10 minutes time he comes he walks downstairs to so be on the bottom deck walks towards me and he said okay in like a couple of minutes the ship's gonna stop in the middle of the sea um, and you're gonna get on this little tender boat that's attached to the back of the ship which is like a dinghy with an engine Bear in mind, we've got Alba, who's won, So I'm like, great, it's sorted. Um, So the ship stops, like completely stops, like anchors. Um, He says, right, go now. You've got to (laughs) go. So all our family, there's like eight of us in total, going to the back of the ship. Every single person on the ship is like, why is it stopped? All on three decks, looking out the back of it as we (laughs) get in this dinghy with an engine. That's Alba. And the gap between the dinghy and the pirate ship was like almost a meter, you know? So I'm like Lauren's passing Albert to me and I'm thinking this is oh, like, no. there's nothing nothing okay about this at <laughs> oh, all no. like there's no health and safety the pictures we've got are insane we get in this dinghy and it just the they the just throttles it and we just get dropped off on this beach like on the coastline of Turkey and Oh what was, uh, we we arrive at this beach and I'm thinking right guys get ready we're going to have to cuz it can't probably go up to the the actual beach itself we're going to have to like jump in you know like what they do on I don't know those like Hang um on programs where it's shipwrecked or whatever and they have to get off it and walk through the sea for a bit but he finally got up to the beach we all got off there's people sunbathing on the beach and this family arrived with like a pram on the back of this dinghy and eight family members and um we just were on this beach luckily there was um like a like not like a beach club but somewhere Mm -hmm. you know it was it was sort of a beach club so i was like right we'll walk 400 meters towards where it looks like the civilization walked through this beach club um, and then we were on like this random road, and we turned right and walked for about a kilometer, and there was a taxi rank. And um, we, we, we went back to the hotel, and my my brother, sister, mum, dad went into Antalya for the day. Mm. But it was absolutely mental.
1: That is just what <laughs> I mean. So, so actually, yeah. so Meso would actually, have been a better idea to our taxi. So Meso would have been a better idea, yeah. but actually. Uh, the punchline is at the end of it it was a pirate ship <laughs> yeah it actually they weren't yeah, yeah. lying there wasn't like yeah. for yeah
2: yeah God. but what's mad is like we had all these ideas like on the brochure it was like you know you can jump in off the ship in the middle of the sea clear waters and i got on there and i was thinking you're gonna be literally like queuing up to jump off the ship with like 150 other people who are completely drunk do you know what i mean but in your head you're like, oh we get on this nice ship, we'll jump in the sea, <laughs> dive, you know. Um so it was just it was just Kenya so Kenya tour. It was absolutely completely really Kenya tour it was really fun. And, and cool. d- d- oh.
0: during that, so uh, during that time was when the Tour de France was announced as well, wasn't it? Oh, so so
1: yeah. Well done, David. Well done. Oh it's so good. Haven't they announced He's the route back? Haven't they announced He's the rest- route? Yeah, yeah, and, it's, and, and it's
0: and and how much do we know about it, Pete? <laughs> so I've looked at this and I've seen it and I just see this diagonal yeah. line from Bilbao to somewhere in kind of it starts in, mid- in Bilbao. East. Yeah, it's starting in Bilbao. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know that, Pete? Bil- okay. No, but I like Bilbao. It's yeah, great. Bilbao's lovely. Google I got I got an, I an idea actually. I got because this is one of the things I'm going kind of planning for next year to do uh, a relay from Drona to Bilbao. Yeah, are we going
1: to sponsor that I thought we were yeah, going to sponsor we are,
0: that or, uh, maybe Sports tourism International or something but yeah. we're going to do we're still working on but I think it would be like like the speed project is see if we can okay. race from Girona to Bilbao three days before you know, and, you know I had the plan from to do it from Paris to Copenhagen this year and didn't do it you didn't anyway yeah. I did anyway God. You can hear the well, that tumbleweed, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but the, the, it starts in Bilbao, <laughs> Pete.
1: Well, it's because you didn't do it, David. Well, I know that's that's, the, that's that's the reason for the tumbleweed. Like, if you'd said, and I did it, and it was amazing, and then you'd come up with an amazing story, like Pete's, pi- you know, pirate ship story in Turkey. Well, that would have been cool. We would have been on the edge of our seats. True. But, you know, there's all sorts of things. You know, true. I said I would tidy my room, but I didn't do it. That's true.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you cool. ever going to do it? Working on the Tour de France? Like, well,
0: you no, know, it's before. It's before the tour. before the Tour de France. Yeah. So like, (laughs) oh, like a month before. (laughs) No, like, so like, leave drone on the Tuesday, get to get to on the Thursday. Non-stop. No, I mean
2: this year, uh, Copenhagen to Paris.
0: Oh no, that that would have I'd have to leave on the Tuesday and get on the Thursday as well, but I didn't do it, so it's it's a non sequitur, as they say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like it didn't happen. But the point is, I don't think any of us truly know. If you look on the map, it's the first time I've seen a a, a, a tour route where it literally mm. just is, it's like a kid yeah. has scribbled kind of lines from the bottom left of France, going into Spain, to mid-east France, and has gone... Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, on it the, is. It's unusual. On the tour route, yeah.
2: and the contenders, or well, the GC contenders, are we going to bring up uh, Dan Martin's tweet? What did about? he say?
0: It's quite Most bikes. It's
2: uh, no, about the fact that it's boring, like almost like boring and one-dimensional. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like no, if you compare it yeah. to the Armstrong era, it's the complete opposite.
1: I so I so Dan was Dan publishes book which I haven't read yet, but I gather is very good, and I think he did a series of interviews. In the kind of realm of publishing his book, and he tr- he he stoked the fire a little bit and generated a few headlines and tried to tried to get a, f- a bit of a you know a bit of sort of traction going on social media, which he definitely achieved because I bit.
2: <laughs> What's it called his <laughs> book? Well, I mean, come on, it's like I It's think called Chasing Pandas. Chasing, Chasing Pandas. Chasing Pandas, it is. I think, yeah. yeah. Nice title, yeah, which actually. is cool. I, nice I like title. that because it's unusual. That's a really cool. Yeah, really good. Yeah. But yeah. It, like, I, I, I mean, we had Dan on uh, with us in um the tour yep. this year didn't we and it was yep. great but i feel like for the first time ever we've got a group of like maybe the top five gc contenders racing for the win as opposed to third fourth and fifth place which mm-hmm. i felt for six or seven years mm. had a group of guys who were racing for a you know, mm. a GC spot as opposed to, yeah. like, you know, you look at the cards we've got now, they're, they're willing to throw it all in com- to win, com- as opposed yeah. to just completely Pete. And I
0: was super encouraged to see Finger Gore winning in Singapore. Uh, <laughs> I think, it was devastating I think as well, wasn't it? It's good to see <laughs> he's still on form. Um, but also, uh,
1: dog. Froome Dog was a podium in Singapore, wasn't it? Oh, was he? Which is Yeah, 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 I think so. I didn't
0: look beyond right the up. yellow jersey. Is that why like, right
2: like Cav was there? It was Cub, yeah,
1: Cub He was nowhere in, in the sprint. He was nowhere wasn't in the he? sprint. Wasn't he? Oh, that's no. strange. He so, must sit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What about
0: Saitana? Yeah. Cy- yeah. Cy-tan. They've got that, I that's think, happening, tomorrow.
1: That's happening this weekend. Uh, I think oh, this weekend, yeah, that'll be good. I, oh, I oh, reckon uh, it's uh, a goal, <laughs> I think Vingagor's going to double up.
0: That's my team. Do you think so? I think Yeah.
1: Yeah, but old Oscar Only in the, I um, know oh we've ha- we've had this conversation. I, I can't remember what we said on the pod and what we haven't. But anyway, going back to the tour route, should we say a little bit more about it?
0: Yes, please. Can I, uh, mm.
1: can I highlight like three three things about it? One is, um, I think the first couple of days are going to be really hard because Basque country in it. It's hard, and mm. it's going to be it's going to be properly into the territory of commentators cliches, David. Where you yeah. and I and Pete as well, if you join us in the yeah. booth, we are almost <laughs> nailed on to say. Um, today's a day where you can't win the Tour de France. But you can lose it. it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be one Uh, of the... uh, I might
0: might also use... Because the the Basque Country is like the the Brittany. It's like Ardennes is a better Brittany. And the Mm. Basque Country is a better Ardennes.
1: Mm. It's kind Mm. of like... Yes.
0: Yeah, because the Basque... Yeah. Pete, you know... I think it's... I yeah, think save
2: that for July, David. Yeah, I'll save that. It all that comes so down to what you talk think... about in the opening commentary, you know. Start, then yeah. like you've got nothing to say. You've <laughs> the, the, introduced everyone <laughs> these kind of
1: gnarly parts of Europe where there's really hard racing. I think there's a real correlation between um, difficult racing mm. and and um, indigenous languages that are withering on the vine. You know? the so you have got Breton <gasps> and Basque. Yeah, yeah. you got these little mm. pockets. So, so I think wherever there are, wherever there are, yeah. like Cornish. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's hard, isn't yeah. it? I think wherever there's hard yeah. racing, you'll find Manx. an ancient... Hard Manx.
2: Manx. 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 Yeah, yeah.
1: Irish.
0: What? Irish. Languages yeah. or accents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dan Martin. Or both. I mean, it's really hard to understand his Irish accent. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <but
1: it's>, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, so there's, there's a hard start, and then it gets a bit sprinty. Yeah, so I think there are a decent o- number of opportunities for the sprinters over the piece. I think there's seven. Yeah, go on, Pete. What you going to D-
2: say? It's, it, David, do you find it funny when commentators talk about the Tour de France as a hard start, as if like yeah. no start <laughs> It's easy? <laughs> yeah, you know? And now
0: we're on stage eight, and now the Tour de France begins. And begins, like, <laughs> yeah. Hang on a in second. You, in your commentary, booth
2: just had you like cushy lunch and that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> are
0: you are you putting
1: me away there? <laughs> you too. No. Is that, is that? Yeah. No. no. Putting me in my box. No. I'm I, middle I, middle I you rarely middle get
2: middle. an opportunity to do that. So. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, hang on. Wait. Was this year's start to the Tour de France with an individual time trial in Copenhagen okay. and then two stages in Denmark a hard start to the Tour de France? No. No. Well, thank you. No, it, yeah, was yeah, a, it wasn't. It right. was
0: a super easy start to the Tour de France. <sighs>
2: but then you, you can't. We're not.
0: It was in hindsight. Was not when you're in it, Pete. Obviously, you're when, you, super when you stressed. When you in it, that's what I'm talking but about. But I think you so you get out of it, and like even like 10 days, and you're like, God, there's three or four days, and Denmark was super easy. Well, but quite quite blitz. In yeah. hindsight. Yeah. But actually, at the time, yeah. you, were, you were incredibly stressed that Dead something stressed. That happened. Yeah. But I think, actually, I actually think probably by day three in Denmark they were like this is actually super easy just let like, Magnus cut off the front <laughs> Get his, just, like, his yeah, own hands in like, the air with yeah. like 100k like, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> fine it's, it's gonna get harder <laughs> so no Ned you are what right what
2: is the crack with that though like the you know raising your game when it's in your country like Home. why can't Home. Magnus Court do that like why can't he just pretend it's in Denmark it's the human condition it's the human, well, it's I mean, it's the human condition, like, Pete. It's sport at the where it's like, you know, at the pinnacle of like sports science and mentally and physically and what's involved to get results. And it's like, oh, do you know what? It's in Denmark. I'm going to try harder. It's like, well, come on. <laughs> no, so
3: but I true. mean, it, well,
1: it's well, it part- is. It? Yeah, but it's also marketing, isn't it? It's, mag- it's the Magnus Court brand. I mean, why would you yeah. bother doing oh, it at the Enerco Tour, it. I suppose? you Yeah, working, but, but uh, I think
0: Pete's point yeah. is, imagine if you, that's what um, could imply that, but that's what that. you kind mm. of think, That's what Alaphilippe does a lot. That's what the great bike racers are. Always, they treat every race like it's a home race. Like mm. Aert, every single stage is a home stage, and kind of every single race. Except he does. for the Paris-Roubaix stage,
4: yeah. Where, like the first, which HCK was always petulant.
0: Race. Kind of, yeah, that was weird. But that's mm. a whole other story. But then you got um, Remco, who is like he's in Australia, and kind of he raced that like a home race. And he'd raced the previous mm. year's World Championships in Flanders, like a home race as well, and gone off the front, but mm. he wasn't strong enough mm. and didn't accomplish it, and there's all the narratives behind that. But then he raced in uh, in the Wollongong, it was Wollongong, wasn't it? Sydney. Yeah, something like that. yeah. 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 don't know, but I've it, erased but, it from my memory, yeah. really. <laughs> Me When he said Australia I literally
2: thought Straight away Like now it's on holiday And he went to talk about the race I was like oh crap But I think you got a point
0: Pete And I think that's what That's what the great champions Are really good at They almost treat Every Mm -hmm. single race Like it's a home race And some riders Are able They can emotionally Connect themselves And uh, level up their performance By actually being home And having those Kind of those connections But the really Really good ones Treat every single race Like a home race Mm. And they just kind mm. of tap into their emotions, their rationality, they kind of control their chimp. They kind of they do they also tap into their kind of use their chimp. Yeah, they're the good ones. Yeah. I wonder
2: yeah. I wonder if Jumbo Vismer are listening to this podcast and think, Oh well, you know what? On the training camp in December we need to <laughs> um, you know, apply the the mental the mental ability to make the riders believe and feel that they are racing at home, eh? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, everywhere
1: <laughs> they probably take they, what they do. What they do is they probably take, like, um, you know, like every different European nation has subtly different road signage and all that sort of thing. They probably <laughs> yeah. take like Netherlands style uh fonts for the road signs yeah. and like hang them out from all the you know road signs on the way mm-hmm. to the start of every stage. Yeah, so like they can subliminal feel subliminal yeah, subliminally as saying, as you're, as at like home, you're at home, guys, you're at home. Yeah? yeah, today's today's the day we win together. Huh? It's now together. or never, eh? It's now or never for the tactics, huh? <laughs> so I do a long, I do in my show. I do a long thing about. Um, I do, I do. I can't say what it is; it'd be a spoiler. But I've developed the Yumbo Visma joke. I'll tell you afterwards. It's quite fun. It's quite fun. It. Um, so <laughs> we've people. got
0: quite a lot of tour-based stuff coming up, haven't we? With content.
1: Yeah, uh, that, are we gonna? That's all going to talk about the Tour Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're 20, we're we are 28
1: minutes in. Can we just... I know, I know. But we're just. can I just say, Puy de Dom. Yeah? Puy de Dom. Mm-hmm. For the first time since 1988 or something. Not a mountain. Have you ever raced up at David in I any don't, sort I, of sort like of...
0: I, I, I can't recall. I do not but recall whether I think you know whether I No, I know it. you've
1: got a terrible memory. Although mm-hmm. your memory's so weird because sometimes you can remember really kind of like mm-hmm. tiny granular detail mm-hmm. of something really... Ex- and uh, with real clarity. And mm-hmm. then other times you go, I've never been here before. And it turns out you've been there seven times. But, mm-hmm. But... I think you'd remember the Prix de Dome because, like the last seven kilometers are eleven percent or something like that. Am, am I exaggerating or something? I like think it's, I'm
0: just, it's not seven k's at eleven percent. That would be like Asturias, so it's probably three k's. Okay,
1: it's all right. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's um, God knows. But yeah. it's uh, you know it's a summit finish. I'm really looking forward to that because it's not featured since 1988. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Isn't Prud'homme?
0: Cool. Is, isn't that where the um the classic moment between yes, puy yes. and, and Pulido. Where oh, they're, yeah. they're bumping they shoulders, the of a side that's by yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's and wasn't ah. it? I think
1: it was Dome as well in 1975 or 76, where Merckx got punched in the kidneys. I think that was mm. Dome as well, cycling. and it, like it ruined that's cycling. cycling. <laughs> well, kidneys felt that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and then and then the only other thing to say, the only other thing. There's nothing else to say. The only other thing to say is there's only 20 something, 22 kilometers of time trialing. And that's the most of it is up a hill, so like it's a it's a non time trialing. I mean, it's a completely mm. non. It's like the least time trially Tour de France ever uh, since time trialing became a thing. Yeah, Literally. that's nuts. I mean, it's kind of
0: yeah. So but you have to un- since it's on gravel. Yeah, gravel, <laughs> yeah. gravel or yeah. time trials. That's what it <laughs> is. Yeah. So Ned, yeah. you were, you visited on your tour? You visited um, our upcoming events. Yes. All right. So, so listen, So, we're going we're gonna to
1: run a little feature now um, because it um, feels like a month ago, because it almost was. Um, I was in Devon, and I, I, I went down to um, do a site visit on the cyclocross course that is being designed specifically for us, because we are the sponsors of round six. David, is it round six? Round of four. National round
0: series? four. Oh, round four. There's sorry. only six. Round There's four.
1: only six. Oh, that's right. Six yeah. in total. Round four. So we're right at the... This is where you can either win... You, no, you can't win it, but you can... No, you can win... You can, take part, like anyway. you can take part, You can take <laughs> part. You can maybe clinch. It'd be interesting if we... Anyway, whatever. I did a site visit in Torbay um, to go and find out what it's all about. All right. Site visit. It's blowing. Quite a gale, actually. The sun's out. It, clouds sort of scudding through the landscape it looks as if any minute now there might be a downpour uh, but it's a spectacular location i'm down here in Torbay, bay and um rob Woodger very kindly picked me up i'm absolutely knackered by the way because i've just done six 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 shows in seven days um but rob very kindly drove over to my hotel in exeter picked me up and drove me down to um have a look at the have a look at the preparations for the big day down here in Torbay and it's um well it's looking sparkling Rob talk us through talk us through what I'm looking at here and where the course is laid out
3: okay so on the right hand side to where we are come stand here
1: because the wind's blowing a bit come stand right on my left hand side so, well, there we go that's better
3: um so we so the right hand side of us is where the start is from where we're, we're looking out and then you'll see the sand pit in front and then you look around to the left is where you go straight into the first corner um of chicanes um, and then going into a cross, cross camber section um, and we'll have a walk around that in a minute so you can get to see it. Then you shoot flying down on the left hand side around a tree um, and then they work their way back up through the centre of the fellow um, Park, cross uh, over the hill, a little hill or mud mound, if you want to call it. Yeah, I think <laughs> Hill's <laughs> ambitious. It's a mud, mud mound. Mud mound. <laughs> it's have just made that, and that's a new mud yeah, mound. New yeah, mud, mud right, mound. Yeah. And then flying, straight down into the 40-meter sand pit um, to go through. Um, then you t- bear a left, and you go down past the pits for the first time. You come back on yourself and work yourself all the way around. Um, across the centre of the Velo Park and head towards the rollers, um, where we can see about 20 people practicing them as we we speak. So the rollers,
1: like for the people who don't know cyclocross, so me, basically, um, rollers are little kind of bumps, yeah? So they're just like going over little waves. There's about half a dozen of them in there in quick succession.
3: And then they go off into, um, I'm gonna name it Hunger Games for David, over the far side into the trees and they go into the woods and then they come out the other side of the woods and then work their way around the bottom section, up over the steps, and then over some banks. And then there will be for the national event a scaffold bridge, what they will be going up and over and around as well. And then you go round through to the uh, to the finish and then back in. I tell you what it's packed for features isn't it yeah there's a lot going really, on, a lot going on. It, it looks very flat on paper but we've got lots of features to get the legs working and, and, and making the brain work a bit on um, the right lines and working the best angles um, and it will be muddy um, if we have a wet week before it will be muddy it will be a real real challenge for um for people and their legs will be burning very quickly
1: so how many points in the course are you guarantee that they're gonna have to get off
3: no. Uh, at this moment in time, there's one. I would say two, two, two if it's dry. Yeah. And if it's wet, I reckon it could be up to five or six.
1: Okay, brilliant. <laughs> and and um, you're telling me last year when this wasn't a, well, Hang on. Explain what the national trophy series is, right?
3: Okay, so the national trophy series has got um, six rounds um, all around the uh, the country. We are hosting round four here. Um, we've already had round one at Derby. Then we're going up to Falkirk, and then we're going down to South Shields in Newcastle in three weeks' time. And then we're, we're here in November um, for for this round. Basically, uh, it's a it's a league competition for the top twenty riders. Score points on the day, and then they at the end of it, they the winner wins the inaugural jersey for um, the national trophy. Is there a trophy? There is isn't a trophy <laughs> there is actually yeah, It must be a trophy yeah, there is a trophy what gets um, <laughs> awarded at the British Cycling um, uh, the, annual dinner, the, the annual, annual dinner. dinner so it comes out at the annual dinner it isn't know, awarded here
1: years ago I hosted that annual dinner in Birmingham I reckon I probably handed out the national trophy without even knowing what I was doing you there know, you go. Yeah. So
3: yeah, minute, I
1: thought it was like the non-podium podium the non-trophy trophy but, but there's the, a jersey as well is there
3: there is jerseys and the leaders of the um, series have a leader's jersey and they get presented at the end of each each um, race so when when the
1: big race day comes there'll be one of the riders who will be in the leader's jersey yeah
3: so it'll be easy for yeah, you to, be to be identify at, yeah. who it <laughs> is so you'll be able to know where, where you're at yeah. um but yeah no there will all be a leader's jersey
1: and do you know I'm, look, I'm probably asking you sort of like stuff that you haven't been prepared for me to ask you but do you know how long the national trophy series has been going roughly is it a kind of a is it ancient or is it like two years old or what
3: i don't know actually to be honest yeah. I, I haven't got a Clue how long. I think it's probably eight to 10 years I'm, yeah. I'm not. Been around not a bit. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot longer than um, I've been involved with it, I yeah. w- will admit. Yeah, 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 so.
1: yeah. And you get decent crowds down here, right?
3: Yeah, for our regional round, we get about 500 spectators. So we're hoping for the national to get good, good spectators for um, for the event. Um, we, can, we
1: can do that. We can do more than 500, can't we? Yeah, definitely. How much,
3: what's the entry fee? It's totally free. Zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, another free event. So yeah, it should be really good. Um, lots of things going on. Um, lots of beers and lots of food. It's like an uh, event village, isn't it? Like, yeah, an yeah. yeah. event village with a lot of people getting involved and wanting to get involved with. Um, and there's still time to get involved if you want to. But yeah, it's really good. It's um, it's going to be interesting. And we've got a lot of lead local clubs as well that are coming on board to help support and volunteer at the event as well.
1: All right, Rob, should we go and look at some of the, the, um, the bits in a little bit more detail? Should we do that, yeah? Yeah, that'd be great.
3: So the first corner is the whole shot. So we're just walking down there now. So you go flying down on the left-hand side and then it's a sh- steep, sharp turn to the right and then just building yourself back up and down the banks um, like a figure of, a figure. well, like an S actually figure oh, yeah. going all the way around. I
1: can tell, I mean, it's been quite dry, hasn't it? For We're recording this in the middle of October. It's been quite dry down here because I've been crisscrossing the West Country all week doing my show. I haven't seen much rain at all, but I can imagine this if you get a decent amount of rain down in the bottom that's just going to fill up
3: isn't it yeah it does fill up and it gets really boggy so you're coming down at some speed yeah. you hit the bog and then you've got to turn and climb up a short slope they're not that big they're not that high they'll probably go up about four meters yeah in total from the bottom but yeah you have to work your way up and down so we've got we've got four of these in total to little, do. kind of
1: 30 30 percent little kicks aren't they just to get up and over the top and then drop down again yeah yeah, yeah very good that's the so that's straight from the gun pretty much isn't it straight into this
3: yeah so this would be a, quite hectic to start with but we it's a minimum of um five meters wide near the end of it we do cut it down to about four meters so there's pl- there is plenty of room to go three four breath all the way around this section um and then we're just coming down out of that section now into a traverse um camber uh, as we go back out of what? this to, it's a, sure. rever- a, a reverse, reverse cam- camber. Adverse camber. Ava- uh, yeah, verse, yeah, Yeah, that's is more like that- it. <laughs> yeah, as you can oh, see, I going see. up through it. <laughs> Yeah. So um, now we've seen it. And then you, you go back on yourself, and then we've got two of these um, back-to-back. Um, very similar to what was in Derby, but we've got them literally next to each other. Um, so I mean, this, is even, this is
1: even quite difficult to walk because this is basically steeply sloping away to your sort of drops away to your left doesn't it and so keeping the bike upright especially if it's muddy is going to be challenging here and also if you do fall off it's straight into the brambles there isn't it
3: yeah yeah it will be netted it's going to be oh, ro- really netted. Yeah, i'm afraid so it's we've got to net that so um it will be going through um as you can see the the team are out netting and You're roping right, already You're right. Um, so yeah th- what you see now is this section all through here is gonna be staying for the national trophy. So you see this little slope here Ned? It's yeah. gonna be quite hard to get up. Oh yeah, to, no, very difficult.
1: Ride. I would say this is difficult. That in my expert analysis, <laughs> actually is difficult. <laughs> I'm struggling to, genuinely struggling to walk up this. It's funny cause from the outside, like you say, the course looks quite flat, doesn't it? And then you get involved in the detail and there's all sorts going on. Yeah,
3: yeah. there is a lot of technical. It's, it's yeah. more technical than people realize. Yeah.
1: Some of the volunteers here just doing their bits and pieces. What's going on here, chaps? What are you up to?
5: Well, I thought I was just coming for a nice day watching the kids do some training and. Uh, <laughs> you know what it's like? <laughs> <laughs> some cable ties and some yeah. rope. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic to. Uh, to have the chance to be involved with a, an event of this magnitude, and, yeah. uh, and um, I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. The kids are getting to ride the course today, and they'll get to race on it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's just, just magical to, to be involved with it.
1: Yeah, it's a nice facility, isn't it? Nice yeah. Facility. You're going to be here on the big day, in the 20th. Huh? Absolutely.
5: I yeah. wouldn't miss it for the world. Rob's a good mate of mine, so uh, okay. and Andy. Yeah.
1: So a lot of people putting in a lot of hard work here, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. From,
0: from across the southwest as well. So Craig from Cornwall, I'm from Chard. So we've got all the clubs across the southwest. So Pulling together. Brilliant. Put the vent on, so it's
1: great. That's going to be fantastic. Keep it a good How much more netting have you got to put up? I
0: don't know. Well, ask the boss. Oh, yeah, ask I'm, the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Hiya. Hi Ned. How are you doing? Good thank
1: so, you. This, uh, yeah. is, um,
3: Mar- this is Martin Smith who is the overall thinking and the thought process of bringing the national event to um, national trophy to Torbay. Um, he's the guy who's done the, the course design and working this out so with your expert input what you have once you've seen the course today yeah. um, we'll yeah. be able to build that in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, How do you even begin going about designing a cyclocross course, course? I mean what are the parameters and what are they like are there things that you can and can't do according to sort of regulations and UCI specifications? Um,
5: yeah, there's there's quite a few regs, but but mostly it's about um, using as many different terrains as you can get away with using. I mean, for instance, you, you can go up steps, but you can't go down them. Oh, right, okay. Um, and um, we try to, um, you know, if there's, you've got to be careful of any fences and gates and things like that, um, any trees. Usually, you know, we've got a section of, of wooded, a wooded section over the other side, which has got a tree in the middle of it, but it's well padded. So there's a route around either side of it. So there's a few little things. Mainly, it's about being able to keep the course wide enough all the way around and, and, and not make it so hard that it's almost unrideable on it. You know, if the weather's really bad, you don't want to run the whole lap.
1: But on the other hand, you don't want it to be too easy, finding that sweet spot for all conditions, because you've no no control over the weather, have you? No, No, that's that's right. I mean,
5: here it can get really, if we get a lot of rain, it can get really boggy in places, but there's some really good elements here where we've got enough enough technical and then enough kind of flat sort of turns and switchbacks and things like that to, to sort of even it all out a bit.
1: Brilliant. And 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 you know the, the course and the riders is one thing, but there's a lot more to cyclocross in there in terms of community and like the event on the day and people just turning up and enjoying themselves because yeah. there's be a lot going on. I
5: mean, obviously, you know, anybody that knows cyclocross in Belgium. It's as popular as football. It's yeah. like going to a football match there. You, you pay to go and watch it. I mean, we haven't got that luxury here, but I mean, that's my dream ultimately is to to have it have have such a course here where people will come and come and watch. Um, but we try to do our best. We get uh, coffee vans here. We try to have a bar. Yeah. Um, food stalls and things like that and it try to attract as many like spectators to come down and watch because it's probably the easiest route into bike racing
1: ok we've made our way pretty much to the centre of the uh, centre of the track now and Rob this is where it's going to be a lot going on here, and there are a lot of spectators around here as
3: well, do you think? Yeah, definitely. So you've got the pit zone um, right in front of us where we have the pits. So for the first first race on the Saturday, there is around about 100 people being in this pit. Not a will tailored down through the size of the events um, throughout. There will also be the jet washing area and so on. So everyone's to bring their own water for this event as well. So they will we will do that and jet wash the bikes down, especially if it's muddy. We're going to need that probably every lap, not every half lap. You've got the boards, you can see over the far side where they go off and jump over the boards and then over the rollers just in front of us we're going to base you guys over the far side because you'll see the steps as well and also you'll be able to look back onto the um, uh, scaffold bridge, what will be really entertaining as well so you will actually have three key features that you'll be able to see with the backdrop of the pit. So Brilliant. if there's something Brilliant. going on or people run into the pits, you'll be able to see what's going on there, seeing how that's working out. Right. And actually you can also see the sandpit as well. So you can just about see if people have an issue or, or what's going on there as well. So we try to put you in a prime location so you can actually have lots of things to see um, never, through the weekend. Never
1: far marquee. You've got a problem here. Your lad's got these yeah. gears need fixing. <laughs> you know, you need
3: I will sort it out. Rob's got
1: to go and sort his lad's gears out. So these are the rollers up and over just about a meter up aren't they and then you drop steeply down yeah and it's um yeah there's a bit of technique here i'd imagine isn't there rob
3: there is because they're quite steep and you can't always pedal over them because your pedal stroke you're going to hit the um, top of the rollers so if they flatten out in time it'll be fine but if not then yeah you've got to pump over them instead of um pedaling
1: oh hang on here's the steps here are the steps so you, right, you, can't, you don't ride down the steps, you go up them, right? Yeah. yeah, that's the rule. That's the only rule, pretty much, as far as I've made it.
3: Yeah, so we're going to cut their ride, uh, they ride through to the steps, then jump off. You can't quite ride them. Um, they're just at that awkward width. So you're going to have to go off, dismount, run up them, and then jump back on again. And it sends you back down um, to the lower field.
1: Excellent. So, so we are exactly. So, where you pointed out. So, so
3: this, uh, well, this bit here won't be here yeah. for the event. So, yeah. your marquee will literally right go next to the steps. Right next to the steps. Brilliant. So, we're we'll literally and be, the rollers be here. Yeah, and then you'll be facing head on, yeah. si- seeing it from um, the reverse view, basically, of the course compared to everybody else. And the good people from Papillon Gin.
1: Yeah, they have. Um, they've come on board, haven't they? They're going to do a, a limited edition. Never strays far gin i think and certainly um they're putting a never strays bar situation sort of gin bar aren't they into our marquee i think
3: yeah so we're just looking we're just talking through the technicalities of how that's going to work at the minute now but yeah it it looks like it's going there we've got a a beer a beer company as well what we're involved with that are going to look at doing a a beer for the weekend as well so there's going to be plenty of drink flowing i would imagine over the um over the two days so it should be good
1: pete wants to know about electricity generation and amplification equipment so we've got the sound
3: system all set ready for pete we just need, last um bit tick box for us now is just to put the um, get the generator ordered brilliant. to be here but yeah everything else will be all set ready to go for um for him to play his tunes while people are dancing up the steps and jumping so over the rollers
1: right, D- david and pete this is going to be absolutely brilliant and you've got we've got a marquee never straight far marquee
3: yeah there is definitely a is never it, really it's to marquee. stop it's there. peeing with yeah. rain now
1: isn't it basically yeah. so it's going to be needed i'm sure Yes. Yeah can't wait it's absolutely brilliant and a last thing to talk about rob before we run for cover because it is going to come in in a second is um the night before now we were talking about doing an event a ticketed event um we think we're going to go ahead with that we'll confirm in the next few days won't we but you've identified a room above a pub maybe 50 people and we'll do might do a little sort of live evening with me pete and david there and do a little bit of never strays far pod situation yeah
3: yeah definitely we've got uh, someone who's going to look at doing the beers um, for us here and, and have a couple of bars they've got a bar with a function room above um, so yeah we, we're looking in talk to them to go ahead but yeah. yeah it looks like it'd be a great venue and it's right on the seafront as well Brilliant. so we'll be able to oversee the whole of the tour bay and the harbour and everything else as well so
1: the whole weekend is coming together Pete David And to anyone listening, book yourself some accommodation and uh, make a weekend of it. Come down, come down on the 19th, stay for the 20th and we're going to have a lot of fun down here. It's going to be great. Uh, So there we go, guys. The plans are in place. It's all coming along beautifully. It's going to be brilliant. I'm really looking forward to it. And Pete, I think of the three of us, like when this whole idea bubbled up, you were probably the most cyclocross sponsorship sceptic of the three of us. Am I, am I, am I, am I, would that be fair? Do you think? (sighs)
2: I I struggled to understand what we were getting into and what it would look like, mm. like the pirate, oh, like, like of... the pirate ship, like the <laughs> exactly like that. But I still went, I still went well along with it.
1: David's <laughs> won the podcast. That was You've very
2: funny. <laughs> I struggled <laughs> <really> to understand <laughs> no. what we
1: were getting into. <laughs> mm,
2: exactly like the pirate ship. Um, I... Ah, <laughs> that's yeah. very good, David. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, and recently, just like the Tour de France going back on the road, I've come round to it.
0: And also, Connor's and Connor's done some good work, so well, we're I not going to look. He's made back. it look. Yeah, can we I talk mean, about the? We, we need to talk. Crossed,
2: about. He's made a. Yeah, he's managed to make a cycle cross race look like. <laughs> look cool the grand depart of the Tour de France I mean so Connor has done no it. So disrespect we'll come, on, like we'll,
1: we'll come on to talk about Connor Connor's this mm. wonderful guy He's done some amazing artwork and made us look uber cool like mm. the whole branding of the event and everything is absolutely brilliant um, Pete you suddenly got really excited about DJing now where are mm. we at with your yeah, DJing where, where are we because like, we left uh, it off with multi plugs we've not got any f- much further than multi-plugs.
2: well David <laughs> has got this like father I don't know type of I don't know, way with me. And he sometimes, you know, like you deal with your children and you randomly like just say, well, you know, email them, find out, you know, what's going on. Yeah, and just take do it yourself. It, just, yeah, just take just a bit of responsibility. Well, just, yeah, just, try take, it. just take some responsibility. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, is that a thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> I was asking about, I was searching on Google about PA systems um, where we could hire them from close to the cycle race, And David was like, or Ned was like, I'm pretty sure um, Rob. Is it Rob? Yeah, I Rob. sorted yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, has it? And David was like, just honestly, take this upon yourself to organize it. Like this one little ma- minuscule thing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh God, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> um, so basically- Yeah,
1: because, because a little bit of context here, right? David has been doing all the branding and like, liaising with the organization and doing loads and loads and stuff and the merch mm-hmm. and we'll come onto that mm-hmm. and everything. I've been like the travel agent yeah like, yeah you have you booked that's been of, quite stressful yeah. booking you all on you know with your baggage allowance mm-hmm. to come to the Isle of Man Spain mm-hmm. and like booking accommodation so yeah a little bit of taking responsibility Pete and how did you live up to it like
2: did, uh, I did haven't done go? anything <laughs> oh. so I think tomorrow I'm going to email I'm asking like do we have a PhD? Sunday exam? and then not Sunday mo- <laughs> maybe Monday uh, <laughs> if I remember <laughs> and then yeah I, then the question is do I because I've brought my decks and mixer in a, um, a suitcase to a club before, all packed very well, so they're safe. I could actually bring them on the flight do and it and set them up. But then I'm, I'm like, "What's the tent do like? It. Is it you know? Do it. You do it. Do it. it. You're doing it. Pete. Is it going to? All right, I'm doing it. Right. So yeah. you'll need to travel agent. You will need to put me a case on
0: because oh, for a, Christ's a, sake! No, it'll cost okay. you probably two hundred quid to Pete and and uh, just hire. just more, maybe more. Pete, yeah. just just, yeah, a, no, just no. for our listeners, to put this in kind of context perspective. The whole NSF live experience at the cyclocross race, cyclocross race, if you're there, <laughs> I've seen you, DJ, you're amazing, yeah. you look good, you yeah. make amazing music, you're, you're a bloody brilliant DJ, you're, it's kind of, it kind of takes the whole kind of, um, nice level. It, it kind of stops us being, what do they well, call it, normcore? We go from being like gromcore, normcore, normcore to actually being gormcore, golden core Do you know what? Core.
2: I had this, in my head I was like, I don't want to DJ. I don't want- you got to talk to people. I want to put a playlist on. I don't want to worry about what music I'm going to play. And actually I thought the other day, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to turn off. I'm going to play whatever music I want to play. It's that's going brilliant. to go off. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's what we're going to do. Just it's going to be brilliant. Enough. And we're going to, we're, gonna, we're
1: all going to be there. Enough. We're going to be standing around in Wellington boots, wearing multiple layers with- Do and like mm-hmm. and And we're going to have a bar. David, we've got yeah, a gin. We've got a gin sponsor. Let's one, talk so about our
0: gin. Papillon. I mean, this is, like so Papillon this gin. Was, so again, this is a random one. So Papillon gin, which is a gin company, uh, Artisanal. Well, I don't know how you're saying that, Ned. Artis,
1: artis, art, artis, artisanal. Artisa, I don't know either. Artisa, art, I don't know. Artisa, artisanal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, a, local gin company, a,
0: yeah. a local gin company in, in Dartmoor uh, reached out when they saw we were doing Torbay and said they'd like to... Uh, supporters be part of it and they've created a a Never Strays Far gin and they
1: consulted us about the blend they consulted us and
0: Mikkel got involved and we got it's got it's going to be amazing and it's again got Connor's design and they're only making a hundred bottles it's a limited edition gin and we're not taking any any well well, we're not probably making any money from anything of this but any margin there is on that goes to the Mid Devon Cycling Club's youth programme so, and they they've got a great youth program yeah. as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no. So oh, no. that's so cool. So yeah. so
1: we've got gin. We've got a bicycle in our yeah. colours, right? Tell us about that. That's
0: Cotic. So there's a company uh, a, a company from uh, up near Manchester in the Peak District called Cotic, owned by a guy called Sai ergo psychotic psychotic psychotic
1: yeah Yeah. 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 so they make steel
0: bikes yeah it took me a while to get that as well Uh, but they've made us a beautiful um, cyclocross bike that has been painted in Scotland again by Connor's kind of design to fit the whole overall branding which we'll have on display Um, so we want to have we're going to have a bike we're going to have Pete DJing we're going to have Gin Bar there'll be also local beers there there's going to be kind of so much stuff going on and merch. What happens with the bike? And merch,
2: a merch. we got
0: merch. Go on, Pete. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, sorry, on top of the merch, what happens
2: with the bike? Like, yeah, what happens know. afterwards? Plan? No decision. Are we going to no. auction it, raffle it? Uh, I mean, We
0: haven't even got that far, Pete. So uh, it would be interesting to see what the interest is. It was more just a creative experiment. Beautiful. Um, so Love it. As is what we normally do. But yeah, then we're going to have t-shirts, tote <laughs> bags, um... Yeah, and, that's and a, yeah, yeah, be, we got
1: our first merch order coming in, haven't we? So yeah. you can you can buy T-shirts and yeah.
0: <laughs> and to be <laughs> fair, Pete's Pete's been really good with this with Connor to make sure we're on point because uh, yeah. we do want we do want Never Strays Far, our little passion project, to actually kind of actually look cool. Yeah, so we're we're we'll get there, and yeah, uh, we will. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: And, That'd be cool. and um so so it's come down to Devon if you can come come on the 20th which is the main race day yeah with the elite men and women um there's a, a lot of other support racing on the 19th and in the evening of the 19th we'll we'll arrive in the afternoon and in the evening uh, we are doing a live event which ah shall I just check see if there's any tickets available while you but we're doing a live podcast recording um at the what's the name of the place David uh, it's a brewery remember. it's a brewery <laughs> yeah brew works or something like that yeah. or brew no i can't remember <laughs> but mm. i can uh, on the show notes i shall. there are 10 tickets still available oh, there good. are 10 tickets they cost 12 pound 50 um as a limited uh there's a capacity of only 50 people so 40 tickets have already gone there are 10 left um i'll put the link on the show notes um but we're doing a live podcast recording me pete and david will, will be there so yeah i'm kind of really looking forward to it and it's going to be like i'm going to be unleashed because of my my theater tour will have finally finished oh. as well
0: yeah. Feel amazing. I just <laughs> oh, I'm, I will I'm, amazing. I'm genuinely excited cuz if my 11-year-old son Archibald fulfills his obligations to homework etc over the next couple of weeks he's allowed to come with me. And How's it looking? Is he is he's he's good? Looking he's, good. Like, good on he's on the, point at the moment and am okay. him. He's on point. Uh, but <clears throat> is he hitting the numbers? He's hitting the numbers, <laughs> Pete. He's hitting the numbers, <laughs> Pete. Just <laughs> <laughs> A little reprobate. But uh he he will love cuz he loves music. So that's one of my kind of personal things to make sure you DJ there because he mm. would love, love kind of, he'd be Pete, much more interested in you doing that than the bike race,
1: I reckon. Pete, you're gonna play De- are you going to play Depeche Mode? Is that going to happen? Is that, if like, yeah, if you get, it's, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, I'm going to save it for when, the, it, like for the floor filler moment when there's like a yeah. the crowd there. Yeah. Nice. Brilliant. Build, build up to it, yeah. yeah. Um, work, the cra- work, work the crowd. Work the crowd.
0: Hmm. I just want to do a little experiment here for, um, this has just been commercial, it's to all our listeners, um, because of chapter three, uh, there's a code NSF50, which will give mm-hmm. you 50% off everything on chapter three.
1: Oh, don't wow. be stupid, yeah. don't be stupid, 50%? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because we're going to have to because the industry is going mad and we, we're doing a little bit of a shift on things. But I'd be interested to see how many of you listening... Half price. ...would actually use NSF50 because... I might. Yeah. I might as well. Uh, yeah. Probably will. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. So if you put in at checkout, there's a code box but NSF50 and you get 50% off everything. It's so a, is that time limited or is just... No, just because just we've not done any of this just public press, yeah, yet. It's just, just an interest to see... What the connection is between the listenership ah, okay. and kind of um, the pur- and the purchase of products? Because we're yeah. really proud of what we do, but we don't. There seems to be quite a disconnect between the listenership and what we make. So yeah, if you're
1: in that Venn diagram, hit hit <laughs> hit send now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good <laughs> offer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Pete. It's very nice to speak to you. Let's wrap this up you because um, it's a hugely... Oh, oh no, actually, I just should say the last voice we're going to hear from David. Mm, it's Connor. This is all obviously. We're, we're, it's, it's Connor. Just tell us who. Connor, t- tell us. So Connor, 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 it, Connor Brady,
0: uh, introduced briefly. He's um, he's basically the fourth wheel in our uh, made our tricycle a car regards design, um, mm. and the aesthetics. And he's Northern Irish, been in the states for years. He's a big cycling fan and, just as. What you see regards the thumbnails in the podcast, what you will see with merch, what you do see with bikes, what you will see with the gin. He's just the overarching and he's somebody who still works with Apple, with BMW, with all the different things. And he loves cycling. We're, we're very lucky to have Connor kind of helping NSF make ourselves look organized and cool when it comes to visual stuff, <laughs> because he is we are. very good. <laughs> we just talk. All right.
1: Well, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed our hour on board the pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> Time to <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Walk the plank. <laughs> Let's walk the plank, me hearties. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: very good. Bye. See you later. So I'm sitting in Brooklyn, New York, with Connor Brady.
4: <laughs> Hi, Connor. How are you doing? It's <laughs> good to see you again. Good to see you again. <laughs>
0: um, so, a bit of background for, for Never Strays Fire listeners. Um, Connor is a, an old friend of mine. Uh, we met about six years ago now, yeah. is not it? Six yeah, six years. At a cycling event, well, cycling advertising event yep. in Cannes. In Cannes. And uh, then we sort of bounced around and I got back in touch with you, I think last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been,
4: yeah, right at just the end of the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> when things started to pick up.
0: And um, uh, I asked your help, because, well, you can explain a bit, we're here, you actually live here, although you are more yeah. Irish. Yeah. Um, and you've been here for, for how long?
4: I've been in the US now for, I think I've been in the US longer than I was actually in Ireland, or London for that matter, so it's got to be 18, 20 years now. Uh, and when I first came over, we lived in Brooklyn for like 18 years, but recently we moved upstate. So we're full-time in the countryside. The Berkshires, the American Berkshires, not the British ones. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Great riding up there. We call it the American Ardennes. Mm, it's, it's, really, uh, it's really beautiful for riding.
0: And uh, so the connection we have is cycling, obviously. Yeah. Um, you are a hardcore long-term cyclist. Yeah,
4: did my first race at the age of 11. Jeez, in, back, in, uh, back in Northern Ireland and then raced all the way through to probably juniors was like when I stopped and hit that sort of point where I think a lot of us hit like university, college or cycling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up at our college. Still rode, but I kind of stopped racing back through our college. As you can imagine, our yeah. college is not conducive to training. No. Um, um, but it was, you know, I think I made good choice. I really love what I do now, so it's, it's great.
0: You basically took the the trajectory I didn't, we did the this. Yeah, we went, we went different parts of yeah. the road. Yeah. It <laughs> took a different turn. Yeah. And I think what, what's been really interesting is, is how you see cycling now and cycling design. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. um, that's what's, that's what I reached out to you for because I was at a bit of a dead end, uh, with chapter three. Yeah. Um, regards our visuals yeah. and the brand, Yeah. but also with never strays far and you very kindly, uh, out of the goodness yeah. of your heart, uh, come in and, and and helped us out do you want to explain a bit kind of how you see cycling now uh, kind of
4: yeah you know, it's it's been interesting because even through art college I mean I, I always stuck close to cycling and always followed it as a sport and as a rider but also I just love always love the graphic side of cycling the graphic culture of cycling I collect old vintage jerseys I think I've shown you a few I mean I just love the style back from 60s, 70s, and 80s, I think is actually pretty cool. And it's interesting, I've seen some of it come back into cycling design. Um, but even now, as I went off in my career and started working with like brands like Apple and BMW and all of this work that I've done, I've always wondered why a lot of cycling brands have not applied the same methodology we're applying to those big brands to their brands. Mm. Um, and I know cycling's always had a, a sort of tradition within the sport of being sort of like, thinking of themselves as small and we can't compete. But I think there's a lot of things I learned that I think could be applied to cycling brands to sort of make them better. I did some work with Specialized in the past. I worked on the launch of the Venge with Cavendish. And uh, it was like a blast for me because it, it was the first time where those two things had come together for me, where my love of design and my love of cycling and getting to work with someone like Mark was mm. like incredible. It was like, and I, from that point on, I always wanted to sort of figure out a way to put my talent into the sport. Yeah. So when you reached out, it was like serendipity. It was yeah. like classic moment. I knew at one point we'd probably work together. Mm. I just didn't know when, because we'd always stayed in touch. And then you know, I th- thought also chapter three was at a really interesting point where, like, I remember chapter three. When I first met you, you were wearing the JJ. Mm. And I remember thinking, it's probably the coolest piece of cycling kit I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's amazing. It was so different. I remember mm. it really stood out. It was really, really different. And I was like, in my head, I was always like, why doesn't Chapter 3 keep doing that? And that's the conversation we ended up having when we all went down to Girona. It's like, how do we get back to that sort of like uniqueness within Chapter 3? Like what makes Chapter 3 unique over all of the other cycling brands that are out there? Without giving anything away, I think we landed on something yeah. really good in Girona. And I'm super excited now over the next year or so to see what what yeah. comes. You know, I think it's going, be, it's going to be great.
0: And what was really interesting for me was seeing you come in I'd say fresh eyes, but they're not fresh eyes because you've been following the sport from yeah. afar for so long. Yeah. And I think all of us in the industry are kind of at the coalface yeah. and hadn't noticed yeah. that it was all just becoming the same.
4: Yeah. Even some basic exercises that we would do with other brands that I work at, like just competitive audit. Mm-hmm. Like, what's everyone doing? Like, what's the mar- where's the market at? How are people selling? How are people talking to consumers? I feel like that hadn't, we hadn't done that. And like when we stepped back and did that for Chapter 3, it threw up a really unique area mm. for Chapter 3 to live in the future. I thought that was, that was cool. I, I think it's, it's been able to bring those practices into the cycling industry. Mm. So that, that, was a, that was a really good exercise for us. Yeah, and I was sitting here and you've got a Brompton sitting next to you. Yeah. And yeah. you can explain
0: a bit what
4: we're doing here because you're helping
0: Chapter 3 and Brompton Yeah, with yeah. the creative we're, we're doing for the, the V4 launch.
4: Yeah. I mean, I I think your partnership with Brompton has always been one of the unique things in cycling, like seeing what they do with the bikes and how you've brought a little bit of like cycling culture and skate culture to Brompton has been kind of like a really cool kind of mashup. Um, So what we did for this version was we helped with a little bit of the design of the on-bike graphics, but we're also now here in Brooklyn, we're going to shoot in Brooklyn uh, a story for chapter three and Brompton for the launch of this bike interestingly today, not too far from where I used to live. There's an area here called Red Hook that is one of the few neighborhoods in Brooklyn served by a subway. So people that live there live on bikes. Mm-hmm. It's how they get around. So we're going to go down there today and shoot um, with, with you and Brompton and, and Chapter 3 and see what we get. But it's a really unique neighborhood because it's like old school Brooklyn, like Cobble Streets. The Red Hook Crit, which is pretty world famous now, started there. So we're going to shoot on those streets today, which could be could be a lot of fun. So And... I wouldn't say most importantly, but most importantly to our listeners, you've also, <laughs> the amount of stuff you're doing is crazy. The Never Strays Far kind of oh, graphics. Oh yeah, now. That's, been, that's been a blast. Yeah. Like, you know, it's for the, for the cross race mm-hmm. in, in Torbay. And the more and more we talked about it, the more and more we were like, this is a really nice, unique event. Like, what can we do with Chapter 3 and Never Stress Far and Ned's brand and Pete's brand? Like, how can we bring all those things together? So we started to think about, you know, you find some great partnerships, like with Kodak, the frame makers. Like, so we're doing a custom paint job with that. Um, we're gonna have some custom booze, <laughs> custom gin, gin, which is like a unique flavor with like a limited edition label. Yeah. Like, we're doing a, like a hundred bottle run. You know, so that day is gonna be not just like a really, I think. Haven't seen the course through the pictures, yeah. and a really amazing cross event. Yeah. But there's just going to be a lot of like energy around it, with like all the other things that we're doing. So the creating that e- never stress for our brand for the for, yeah. the for the for that race. It's been really interesting because we never thought about it that way, and that's now going to work its way into merchandise. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 nice how the brands opening up mm. a little bit after your sort of number one status yeah. during the summer. I think it's about time. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> true,
0: and it's it's almost as if so. So people understand there's obviously as people know Ned, uh, Pete, and I. But now Connor's the sort of fourth man and never strays far yeah. all the visuals. And, and you'll see... The silent partner. The silent partner. <laughs> you've got um, the posts you've designed and then yeah. that's transferring to the gin. Yeah. And then the bike. And then you want to do some merch as well.
4: Yeah, we, we've tried... You know, it's, I've always thought that the podcast... I've listened to it from the start. I love it. And I've, I think I've listened to every episode. And there's a unique... It's, it's, there's nothing else like it out there because it, it sort of bounces between really good cycling insight to like really good cultural insight to like just people having fun because yeah. they like each other. And I was like, how do you put that on a piece of graphics? Like, how do you sort of make that? So we've gone for this like super energetic color treatment. And this is the first real application outside of just doing like the podcast icon that we've yeah. applied it to something. And it's been kind of really nice to work on because we're try- still trying to keep it grounded in a little bit of cycling culture, mm. a little bit of cycling history. But, you know, modernize it. It's a modern podcast, you know, yeah. and it's a, a new format for us all to sort mm. of embrace. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting now to see how we apply it to more traditional things like T-shirts. Yeah. Like I think I started in the music industry and I think about merch as like, it's a way to capture a moment in time. Mm. So you go and see a band and you'd yeah. buy the t-shirt and that t-shirt remember, oh, that was New Gold Dream, Simple Minds, Ulster Hall, Belfast. Right. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, so and that's what that t-shirt says. So mm. now what's interesting is when people buy an never stress far piece of merch mm. at that race, that'll be that moment in it's time unique. that's sort of captured. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so true. And yeah. I think that's um I mean I hope our listeners will be into it, but and that's so people understand as well, Connor. Really wants to bring, as you said, turn NSF into a brand because it's taken what 150 episodes to get to this point, and for us yeah. to kind of find ourselves. That's the right, that, it, it the right way to do it. That's the right way to do it. learning that now. Yeah, and I, I hope people will see that. Also, the work you're you're helping us with with Chapter Three kind of yeah. transfers across. of so this whole visual, yeah, that is, and never, never strays far. Is always linked to Chapter Three, but it's got its own it's, its own little ecosystem. Yeah, of and we want to do stuff like you said. So it is like going to, a, uh, well, more and more events, hopefully, yeah. live events and yeah. things. And, yeah. and then because we're always changing the
4: name, doing different names things yeah. and- Well, you whichever. know, it's working on it was kind of interesting because it, I used to do a lot of book design and it was always nice because you had the book to read before you did the cover. <laughs> and so you had like a body of work yeah. to sort of inspire you to do the mm. cover. There's nothing worse than working on a brand when there's nothing to work with. Yeah. And you're, you're starting from literally mm. the foundation. And up. Mm. That's hard. What's nice about the podcast, like you said, there's 150 episodes. So the personality is established. The tone is established. So like creating the visual for that was easier, but also a lot more fun because I'm I'm kind of riffing off what you guys are doing, so that's been fun. But now it's like, what are the unique things we can do to sort of make something different with it?
0: What would you like to do, Connor? With the yeah,
4: <laughs> well, we want a TV show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we want that to be on happen. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. And and maybe just a a, a bit more background of of you and your, your design background, yeah. and would be great.
4: Well, I started. Out, uh, so I went to college in London, and when I left, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, work at Random House doing book jackets. Mm. So I was a book jacket designer for ever, doing both visual and graphic treatments. So I was I did worked on the first 100 books for vintage paperbacks. Hmm. And then I got into doing photography books from that working at Random House with a guy called Mark Coburn was a photo editor. So I started out in publishing. Then ended up in the music industry doing record covers when we still had record covers and did that at Polygram and Universal for like 10 years. And then digital came along. So I was in got into digital right back in internet 1.0 hmm. over here in New York when I first came over and I guess the last 10 years or so, I've been doing a lot of digital work and working with, you know, we were just talking this morning, I work with like Sean Combs. So everywhere from someone like Sean Combs through to RP Diddy Diddy Diddy. to other people, um, all the way through to people like Apple and BMW. So very different, very diverse. But the last few years, I just realized I wasn't making enough. And I I wanted to get back to sort of being a designer who made things. Mm. Um, And that's what I've been doing. So projects like this are great for me. Yeah. because it means I can get be hands on and actually make things and yeah. that's makes me happy mm. as well as riding my bike. So this is kind of perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. thank you, Connor. Um, Pleasure. And we got to go I shoot some stuff. Know, I know we're going to shoot some brompton <laughs> stuff, but thank you sincerely from Ned and <laughs> Pete as well, because you've really helped us and inspired uh, it's us, nice to us to do nice to things, be part so. of it. It's, yeah.
4: it's a fun podcast and like yeah. be able to contribute. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. It's
0: good. <laughs> yep. So listeners, we will be having our first Never Strays Farm merch at the Torbay cyclocross yeah. and uh Come and check buy it. it out. Come and buy it. L- limited yes. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speak to you later, Connor. Bye.